to Wake the Bear Radio with your host, Brandon Johnson, Chris Hurst, and Ron Powers. Yeah! All right. Bears roaring. You know, Bears the Bears roaring. in California, and we've got a lot of great things tonight. Uh, you know, people are waking up around the world, um, and this bear is waking up, so... That's yeah. why we are called Wake the Bear. We are a part of a, a movement to help wake people up. Uh, you don't have to be in California, though. You can be anywhere uh, yeah. and, and really get a lot out of this tonight. So we welcome you. Uh, another night. Uh, the night is going to be it's going to be called Context, Lies and Videotapes. Yes. Uh, and, but before and, we do that, let's let's uh, talk about You know what? Actually, uh, last week, uh, Brandon, you were out uh, and. Yes. Actually, uh, Chris was off site, but she was able to come mm-hmm. in, but you are not. And uh, so tell us uh, what happened that you couldn't make it last week. Well, I'm excited to be on Wake the Bear tonight with you guys. Um, I'm excited to be waking people up. You know, uh, tonight, the bear is a happy bear. He's roaring, <laughs> he's roaring but he's a happy bear. Uh, because I think, you know, I think what we realize is that we, we mm-hmm. remember that we win. Um, the Bible talks about this very clearly that although we, we battle not against flesh and blood against spiritual wickedness in heavenly realms, we know that ultimately the, the, the human blood sacrifice of Jesus Christ on the cross broke every power of Satan mm-hmm. and every, 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 and, and so we have authority. And what I got to see this last week, um, I, when I was gone, I was in Portland with my daughter and my wife. We were at a church in Portland, and this church is growing, majorly growing right now. And half the people in the church are, have been a Christian less than a year. And wow. I was just there with them, young people. When a young guy turns around, I go, what's your name? How old are you? I'm 20. You know, I've only been a Christian seven months. Really? Wow. Okay. And, um, the, you know, there's this church in Portland you know, kids and adults snatched off off the streets, um, helping them get their lives, uh, you know, snatched from the pit of hell. I mean, there was um, a couple of people that we were talking to, one in particular who was, um, you know, had a ba- had her baby on the street and she was, you know, really all tatted up and uh, and had like, you know, demons on her shoulders. But she was beaming. She was like, I've been so set free and so redeemed. And this ch- this church was basically. Um, really setting people free uh, in the name of Jesus, really casting demons out of people and getting them off the streets and getting their lives put back together and relationships restored. And I had one, one person that was like, Hey, this, that person right there, that, that's my daughter. I was estranged mm-hmm. from her for years. And this little six-year-old, that's my daughter I had on the streets and, you know, and they're, you know, and, and just like they're getting uh, their lives radically transformed by the good news of Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit. And, and man, when, when that, when the spirit is moving on a people like that, um, you see miracles and people, these lives, every life I saw was a miracle. And my daughter was playing worship there. And, uh, the team was just preaching pure, the pure message of the gospel, purity, holiness, um, just getting, you know, repentance, turning back to God and, you know, and uh, it's easy, you know, we're looking at all the world events, what's going on in our state, what's going on in our cities. And it's really easy to get depressed and discouraged, you know, um, and, or, or, you know, or, or I have, I know one friend of mine kind of extreme. He's like, I'm not traveling more than 10 miles from my house, for the, you know, because stuff's about to hit the fan. And, and it's, you know, and I love the guy, but, you know, he's not, you know, it's just that 
you can get so um, frustrated by what's going on in the world and the the potential, the bad things coming that you can actually not live on the plane of like, hey, we win this battle. Like we need to be out and do it. You know, so I'm going to be traveling to Portland. I'm going to go wherever God tells me to go uh, to preach the gospel with my wife and daughter and do the do ministry. Um, and, you know, and I'm trusting that if I need to get home because stuff hits the fan, uh, God will protect me and will bring me home to, to, to be here for that. So, you know, I, I just you can't stop living your life just because there are some challenging things on the horizon and wow. there's good stuff happening. Wow. that I mean, it, can you remember just uh, in the summer of 2020 that the number of riots that were going on? And we know Portland was huge in that. And there mm -hmm. they had violent riots. They, um, they siege for the federal building for 60 days and they threw in those, um, Molotov cocktails. And, uh, it was, it was quite, um, quite a dangerous place. And, uh, I know that I would still think twice about going there and certainly wouldn't walk around town alone, but there were over 23, Hundred looting incidences during those days uh, after George Floyd was killed, and there were um, 97 police vehicles that were burned and uh, almost 700 arsons. Wow. So that was a period of 10 weeks of literal the America was burning and Portland was was burning definitely. So when you see this kind of turnaround that you're talking about, <laughs> and many of these were probably some of the, the characters that were uh, drawn into the violence because a lot of those Antifa folks were, were paid. Mm -hmm. They were you know, paid operators to um, be rabble rousers. And so what good news to hear that there is revival going on in Portland and we say, do it in our town, Lord. Yes, that Lord. that is so exciting that you got to participate in that. Yeah. You, you remember Sean Foyt went there and it was, he was attacked. His, um, his equipment was vandalized. They were pepper sprayed. Uh, there was actually Satanists with pools of blood walking down the street, dressed in white. And they were going to throw it on them. And just all kinds of bizarre, wicked stuff. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but you know, I just remember like we, we win this battle. If we don't give up, we know that we know the end, you know, end of the story, Christ wins and uh, we can't, we can't, you know, shrink back. We have to walk in the authority God's given us. So. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Wow. Yeah. Good stuff, Brandon. Good. Uh, good to hear. Uh, that is very encouraging. You know, when it places that it seems to be the darkest is when the light shines the greatest. And, uh, it sounds like uh, what your friends are doing there at that church are doing amazing things. So when you say people are set free from demons, you're not talking metaphorically, right? No, no, I'm there. There's very much a, a spiritual warfare all around us. Uh, one of the main things that Jesus did when he was on the earth walking around in human flesh, he was casting demons out of people and uh, he proclaiming the proclaiming the good news of the kingdom of God, uh, healing the sick. Uh, raising the dead and uh, casting demons out of people. So literally people having have invited unclean spirits into them. And that's the the warfare that we're in. I mean, that's one of the major ministries of Torben Sorgergaard, you know, and he was put in jail for a year in our country. And I, I think that there's a, that, I think that was strategic of the enemy to, because this guy was setting people free um, who were demonically oppressed or, uh, you know, possessed. So, yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, Torben Sandergaard, uh, for those that don't know, he's an evangelist that came over from Denmark 
and he just started doing the book of Acts just as it was written. And mm -hmm. he was baptizing a lot of people. And a lot of times uh, when they get baptized, they, there would be manifestations. Um, and then he would cast mm -hmm. demons out. And apparently what had happened was in Denmark, they uh, there were people that were after him saying, hey, we don't we want to make it illegal to cast demons out because it might scare the children. And so they made this law that went through and then he felt like he had to leave. Uh, so he came for asylum. Um, and then what had happened was, is they canceled his papers or his application or his green card or whatever it was, didn't tell him. And then a week later they arrested him for overstaying a visa, visa. Yeah. and then they threw him in jail. And it wasn't for, it, um, basically Clay Higgins, re representative Clay Higgins, which we'll talk a little bit uh, later about. He's the one that actually brought it up to Congress saying, you know, this is an example of Christian persecution. And I think mm -hmm. uh, his name is Torben Sundergaard. And we need to look at this case and what happened. What, a day or two later, he was let free, you know, but it was uh, so my hat's off to, uh, you know, Representative Clay Higgins, a lot of respect. And now I'm hearing more about him, which we'll we'll talk a little bit later on. Uh, very encouraging. And so. Yeah, I mean, the, the, we've, we've been given on, uh, an amazing country with an, ama with an amazing constitution, Declaration of Independence, uh, Bill of Rights. We just need to learn how to use them again, and we need to get involved. I mean, the it's, it is true that, you know, the easiest way for evil to reign is when good men do nothing. And so we're learning, I think Americans are learning how to be patriots again. They're learning how to be, um, mm -hmm. how to use their authority and to fight back. And, and, and we're, we, and we're seeing that. I mean, this week is huge with January six tapes finally coming out and that's a, kind of a big theme tonight. So. Yeah. Hey, yeah. before we move on, um, I heard something on a real, uh, GSN and it's, um, it was that 200 Muslims in Gaza that uh, were reportedly Hamas had um, the same dream the same night and have converted to Christianity. And we're talking about the spiritual war. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, I know if you go on the real GSN um, YouTube you can you can get that breaking news, but I thought uh, I know God speaks to us all the time through prophetic words and through dreams and through visions, of course through His written word. But to me, we were talking about um, real demons. Well, they're real visions of Jesus that people are are having. So that's also making the bear happy and filled with joy. So I just wanted to bring that up because we've done three or four weeks of Israel and, and the grimness of it. So there is some good news, literally yeah. the gospel, good news coming out of Gaza. That's you know, I really believe a lot of that is based on the prayers of, of the, the saints that, you know, people are praying for, for peace and, and, and people are praying even for the Hamas side, you know, like, Hey, reach them father. You know, we want peace and we pray for all people. And there's a lot of people that are innocent on both sides that, you know, and they're just human shields and et cetera. And so I really believe that that's an answer to a lot of people's prayer and God moves through our, our prayers. He wants us to be involved and, and they spoke those things, claim those things. And, and then all of a sudden it looses in the spirit something like this dream uh, that, that, uh, you know, could even be a vision, but it goes in, uh, to all those people. So that that's encouraging. And so those that uh, don't know what to pray, you know, just pray about those things. You may not ever see it personally, 
but you may be loosening things. You know, it says that our words loosen and bind things in heaven, you know, and earth below. And so uh, that's, a, that's a neat story. I'm glad you shared that, Chris. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. The kingdom of God is moving forward. It's forcefully advancing. Uh, the Bible yeah. says those who take it, take it by force. And that means you take it by stepping forward in your authority. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So what else this week? I, you know, I was just kind of going through, I don't know, through Twitter. And, and basically what I do is when I find something that sticks out, um, I I've been marking it down and, and pondering over it and doing a little search. I, I saw the, the weirdest ads, um, in Tor Toronto. Um, so Canada, they have this new ads coming out for kids that are coming down with heart attacks. And oh I just gosh. thought this is, is this the new norm? So I just wanted to share, cause this is what's, uh, this is what's starting to happen here. So let me wow. play it. And if I'm being honest, it might have been a nightmare. To anyone who might Oh my goodness. Nobody cried. Nobody even noticed I saw them standing right there. I had a dream. As long as I'm here, no one can hurt you. Wow. I find yeah. that very interesting. Uh, interesting because they they turn it into what they consider a positive, like, hey, let's let's uh, you know present this um, or stop this before it happens. And so it's probably going to be like, hey, you can get vaccinated so you don't get these things. But, uh, you know, children having heart attacks, they're normalizing it. So I thought that was just kind of another bizarre thing. Uh, yeah, there. I was a paramedic for 25 years and I trained mm. uh, many in cardiac care and pediatric life support, advanced life support. I did not go on a single heart attack of a minor and I'm talking 21, even 21 in, in those 25 years that was not a special needs or a physically compromised child from, um, from birth defects or something like that. So to see something like this and normalize a normal child having this, it is pure evil. Sure and evil. we are just beginning to see the consequences of, of the line, um, the, the line, uh, I don't even have words for it because it just makes me so angry that the FDA and the, the CDC and uh, Fauci and our government and the world, WHO, had on, on our people. And it's bad enough when it's the elderly, hmm. but when it's healthy people and then it's children, my goodness, it is... Um, hmm. And the cancer rates that have been going up, there was a, a new study too about um, the the infertility and the miscarriages going up. So uh, not only it's it's time for accountability. I mean, yeah. my my heart yeah. is just so um, it's in 
those kids are going to be in fear too. They're going to release, like, I'm afraid to work out. I'm afraid to go play football. I'm afraid to ride my bicycle. I'm afraid to do things that children should never be afraid to do. They're meant to climb trees and to work their little bodies as hard as they can with joy and, and to stretch to the, mm-hmm. to the extent of their muscles and learn to, little boys to be to be bigger boys. So it's, oh, that just is so sad. Yeah, definitely. I think we're, we're seeing, we really are seeing right now, unfortunately, the, the sad reality of, of a, a legacy media that's been completely compromised. And I always go back to this, you know, the illusion of choice. This article talks about the six big six mega corporations that control all the media. And, uh, you know, 2000, in 1983, they were independent, 50 of them. Now there's six. And the, those six companies have been controlling the media over the last three years. And they are not happy that uh, that uh, Elon Musk bought, you know, Twitter and turned it into X. And there's free speech going on because these guys had, were in control of everything. And so the truth is coming out. And, you know, you know, like we said, there's some good things, even though we've talked about a couple dark things right off the bat. There's some good things coming. Uh, the January 6 tapes have been released. And uh, it's it is showing that, you know, obviously that these the story the narrative uh, the illusion that we were given is actually being proven to be false and yep uh, you know uh, speaking of media and and a lot of false and and the truth coming out uh liz conkren she was part of that movie uh, out of shadows uh-huh. and she posted on x um <laughs> She she said on July 28th, I wrote this year, mark my words now, there will be more so-called journalists arrested for child sex crimes who debunked Pizzagate. And for those that don't remember or know Pizzagate, but there was a pizza parlor in um, downtown um, D.C. And they were running a child sex uh, trafficking. trafficking. And, and the pizza was a code word. And so one of the guys, one of the journalists um, – who quote debunked it said, Oh, this is, you know, made up. Well, he just got arrested and uh, the EU times uh, on the 16th um, did an article on this guy and he got, he got arrested for child rape. And uh, you know, I, I just felt that was very interesting. So, so this journalist that debunked it actually gets arrested for exactly the same thing that he was quote debunking. And right. so, um, you know, he just, he was on the inside part of it and he was running cover for him and all his friends. Mm-hmm. And, he, and it wasn't just like, mm-hmm. you know, underage girls. It was adolescents and children and, and, and like toddlers. I mean, we're talking the, the, the stuff he had on his computer, the stuff that he was arrested for. So uh, that's, that's pretty sick. You know. Yeah. I just wanted to show the actual, um, the actual article in it from the EU times. And that's right here. His name's Slade Somer. Uh, editor-in-chief at the uh, recount. And so anyway, uh, friends, the former Hillary Clinton uh, campaign chair, John Podesta. And John Podesta, we've done a lot of stuff, you know, very satanic man uh, with all his, uh, you know, spirit cooking friends and and mm-hmm. everything else. Um, so anyway, you know, dark people tend to hang with each other. And um, but anyway, this guy gets busted. And so uh, it's an answer to prayer. Uh, you know, we, we are praying. Uh, that people that are guilty of this would at least be exposed and then that justice would happen, you know, because you know, think of the children and they're getting traumatized and and changed. Um, so anyway, that was a, 
a good news win uh, the fact that you see the hypocrisy at its at its peak there and um again the pizza gate i believe is is a true story uh, just like we've seen in some of these movies it's just it, yeah and so the truth is coming out anything else uh going on this week that uh before we jump into our main thing oh big celebration argentina oh yeah. my god that is just i i'm so encouraged by that um mm -hmm. And so I don't know if anyone else has anything to say on that. Otherwise, I can pull up something on that. Uh, but that that was very um, encouraging to me, seeing Argentina. Um, and uh, Javier Millet, right? Javier Millet yeah. considered the the Trump of Argentina. He won uh, fifty five percent of the vote, um, and people are just elated. People are dancing in the streets to finally have someone who's who's bold and who's calling out the left and all their garbage and uh he's and he doesn't pull any punches he uses a little bit of foul language here and there yeah, he uh, but he man he is uh he is not i think people are just happy to have someone who's fighting back yeah definitely um and and one of the things he's doing right out of the gate is he wants to get rid of all what we would have called uh three-letter agencies he calls them ministry of and so let me just show you, I'll speak it because he's speaking in his own language. Um, but uh, Ministry of Sports and Tourism, he's like, out. Out. Uh, yeah. Out. Ministry of Culture, out. Uh, Ministry of Environment and Sustainable Development, out. Ministry of Women, Genders and Diversity, out. <laughs> Ministry of Public Works, out. Uh, even if they resist, he had a law pulling that off. Science, technology, out. Labor, out. Education, big one, out. Indoctrination, he said. Ministry of Health, I could barely keep up with them. Social development, out. And he's just ripping them all up. The three of politics is over. Yes. Long live. Yeah. So, yeah. So he he's saying that they're thieves. I mean, basically, yeah. that's that's what's happening here. It's not, you know, um, he sees it, the laundering, the indoctrination. He said that under the education part. So uh, this guy, you know, I, I saw like the whole square. I don't know if it was the Capitol, um, but, you know, it was just filled with people and, and they put a child over the the uh, the retaining barrier and he hugged that child and a child was just crying and then he signed his shirt. So I think, I mean, young and old people are just really, really excited and happy. Um, and so we got to yeah. keep people like that in our prayers uh, for protection, you know, because uh, they do not want those people. I mean, even uh, what today I read, you know, somebody said Trump, there's no doubt that Trump will probably be in an elected position very soon. That's what they said. It was a Democrat. And uh, they said he needs to be eliminated, you know, so that's, yeah, that's and so we just speak against evil. those things in oh, Jesus yeah. name and we mm -hmm. cancel those, uh, those wicked, wicked um, thoughts and wicked um, just call outs uh, and commands. And, uh, but yeah, so same thing with uh, the miles or Javier, what is that? Miley? It's M I L E I meal. Anyway, Javier. 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 There you go. So. Yeah. And if you go back last month and you, you check on X, go to Tucker Carlson's um, his his uh, site, because he did an amazing interview before the election. He, he flew down to Buenos Aires and uh, did a very 
uh, comprehensive um, interview. And, and that's kind of unusual for our journalists to leave and, and go check out. I, I like to see that uh, we're finally getting our eyes off of our own narcissistic nation. You know, we're, we're actually, what is the rest of the world doing? He was in um, Italy last week and in, in September he was down in Buenos Aires, but it was a really good interview. The other thing is that, um, that this was, you know, when we think back 10 years ago, Argentina was a flourishing country and what this showed it should have showed America's Americans if our media had shown it clearly how quickly a nation can go into demise financially, economically, uh, businesses closed. There was um, not just abject poverty across that nation um, in the last 10 years after being very affluent. They have lots of resources there, but when the, the deep, globalist cabal gets a hold and locks people down and ruins their economy. Um, the, the people have been starving. Mm. They have been hungry. There, there were, was, it was difficult to get food on their uh, shelves and even the things that they, they were having trouble growing things because the laws were so prohibitive. Mm. But um, that to me, it was a picture of what America could very quickly be if we allow the globalists to continue where they're going. Yeah, absolutely, totally right. And uh, you know, I gotta you know give up props for Tucker. I mean, he's probably down on maybe fifty um, exposés on X, and you know since he left Fox, and um, the interviews he's doing are fantastic, um, and specifically the ones right now around January sixth. Um, but he, you know, he interviewed uh, Chief Sund and, uh, and exposed the fact that nobody, nobody interviewed him. And it's came out this week that the police chief, the head of police uh, in D.C. that day, um, Nancy Pelosi, literally uh, asked for his resignation publicly, saying she hadn't talked to him since the beginning of the the uh, um, the, you know, the insurrection right and the reality was he had already had talked to her three times and he has the receipts on his phone so mm -hmm. th th that now we're kind of really entering into like what i think is the main story of tonight is that the january 6 um you know and i and i would say you know you the three of us here because we're we've been questioning the narrative because we haven't just believed the legacy media um, because we didn't jump to the conclusions that the legacy media fed us, you know, we we already had seen a lot of the video footage that proved that this was not an, an, an insurrection, that that this was not an, an attempt to violently overthrow the government where all of the people who, who came there left all their weapons at home. And, uh, you know, it, clearly it was, you know, uh, some people angry, you know, um, based on some of the, the realities of what was done. Um, but you know, with the, with the election being stolen, stopped to steal, but it was not like an attempt to, 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 to violently overthrow the government, which we've been seeing. And, and the footage is showing us that, right. The footage now. Yeah. I mean, you got, I don't know if you want to show some of that footage, but. Uh, well, actually, while you're on Carl Tuckerson, why don't we, why don't we just, uh, you know, he was interviewed with uh, Russell Brand or by him. And uh, he had some things to say about um, just some of this footage. Uh, this might be a good lead into you know, our, our, our main story. So let me just play that. You can go back and look at the tape. My first five shows on January 6th were like, well, yeah, it's bad, but 
I don't think you're telling the truth about what actually happened. Shut up, <laughs> racist. <laughs> what? So that's always the key for me. If it's like an infection, you know it's infected when it hurts. You press it, ah, you recoil. They immediately recoiled when you asked any questions about January 6th. And that was a tip off to me. I mean, I had no thought in my head as I watched this happen on television and in the subsequent weeks that U.S. law enforcement or military agencies had anything to do with it. That never crossed my mind. I never thought there was it was a false flag or anything like that. I'm not a conspiracist by temperament. I never thought that. Um, and then I interviewed the chief of the Capitol Police, Stephen Sund, in an interview that was never aired on Fox, by the way. I was fired before it could air. Um, I, I'm going to interview him again. But Stephen Sund was the totally non-political, worked for Nancy Pelosi. I mean, this was not some right-wing activist. He was the chief of the Capitol Police on January 6th. And he said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That crowd was filled with federal agents. What? Yes. Well, he would know, of course, because he was in charge of security at the site. So the more time has passed, now it's been two and a half years, it becomes really obvious that core claims they made about January 6th were lies. And my view about events and about people is if you catch someone telling a lie about one thing, the first question you have is what else are you lying about? If you say to your wife, where were you? I was at the grocery store. If you find out she was not at the grocery store, then it raises, okay, probably not just lying about being at the grocery store, were you? Like, what is this exactly? Why were you lying about that? And that's kind of the way I feel about January. Like, what is this? What this is, they're clearly lying. That's provable. Why? Um, and, you know, I'm the last person. I'm often accused of being a conspiracy nut. I'm the opposite. I grew up in a very stable country, the United States, in the 70s and 80s, where people didn't indulge in conspiracies because there weren't any obvious ones afoot, right? I mean, we took things at face value. We trusted our government by and large. Um, but I, the amount of lying around January 6th, and it was obvious in the tapes that I showed, um, is really distressing. And anyone who's covering for those lies should be ashamed of himself. And that would include almost the entire American media, including Fox News, um, people at Fox News. Fox News, to its great credit, let me air that. And I'm grateful that they did. But there, you know, there are people there who were mad at me for airing that. Really, why? If, if you think I'm cherry picking it and taking it out of context, show me, show me where. Uh, and by the way, I didn't make the claim that it was entirely peaceful. It, it wasn't. Police officers were injured. More police officers were injured at the riots in front of the White House the year before, but whatever. All injuries to police officers or anyone else are bad. I'm not certainly not making excuses for it, but I'm asking obvious questions. You said this happened. For example, there was a guy called the QAnon shaman, Jacob Chansley. They put the guy in prison for years. There is surveillance tape that they hid until I aired it showing the Capitol Police trying lots of doors, trying to get into the Senate chamber, the sacrosanct chamber that he wasn't allowed to be in, and then escorting him in. And he kind of wanders around like he's taking a hit of mescaline, just kind of, you know what I mean? And like, as a prayer, he thanks God for the Capitol Police, and then he wanders out. Now, there are a lot of conclusions you could draw from that, but you cannot call that guy an insurrectionist. That's a lie. Mm -hmm. By the way, an insurrection is a very specific meaning, and I'm pedantic about words because they're the currency that I trade in. I mean, that's what I do. I use words for a living, so I care about their specific meanings. That was not an insurrection. It was not armed, and its purpose was not to overthrow the government. It was, it was a spasm of rage that Trump definitely mm -hmm. it helped inspire. That's true. And um, 
at the election results. Okay, you know, I, I'm not actually for that. I don't think leaders should be making people more pissed in general. Um, but that's what it was. It was not an insurrection. And to put Jacob Chansley, an American citizen, a Navy veteran in jail for years after he was let into the Senate chamber by uniformed Capitol Hill police officers, and then I play that, and I'm the bad guy? Fuck. Uh, I tried oh, to get that off there. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, what he's saying is just right on on the money there. You know, I mean, it, 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 it's a lies. Uh, just, the, just the false narrative that this uh, January 6th committee put out. Uh, and, and the damage, I mean, I feel so sorry for that guy that had the horns on, you know, uh, Jacob, Chansley, you know, yeah. Jacob, yeah, you know, I mean, he, and, and you had mentioned earlier, Chris, weren't there some people that committed suicide that had there been were locked five up? five individuals of J6 that committed suicide. I mean, the, the conditions that they're in, there are still people in solitary confinement, Solitary yeah. confinement. I mean, uh, that's ludicrous. Yeah, that is. From that, now. that will wear on anybody. Yeah, well, and that, like uh, Carlson said, Tucker said, a man's freedom, taking it away, and show, and then they showed no remorse at all when they were shown to have um, said a lie. I mean, it was so outrageous, and the. The, uh, I just want to speak the names of those guys that are on that committee. I'm, um, it was um, uh, Representative Thompson, Liz Cheney, as you remember, Adam Kinsinger, and Jamie Ratskin, and Aguilar, um, Representative Aguilar, and uh, Representative Murphy. Uh, they, they were, and Luria. What, they were all on the J6 committee. And if you remember, it was uh, Mitch McConnell who um, he, he helped. Uh, he said, we need to support these people. And he's the one who called the January 6th a violent insurrection. And so he fought for Cheney and Kinsinger to be on that committee. And um, he basically said that, um, that January 6th was... Uh, when he called it a violent insurrection. And Kevin McCarthy did not argue with that either. So I, I just want to uh, continue to keep those names in front of our face because this is a bipartisan effort of suppression that we need to remember. McCarthy stated that Michael Byrd, um, uh, that he's the one that killed Ashley Babbitt. He was just doing his job. That's what he said about Michael Byrd. And if you've seen the footage of it, and it's hard yeah. to watch, he was not just doing his job. No. Not that yeah. I have an opinion on this. Yeah, well, yeah. this is this was a show, a scam show theatrical court case where there was no exculpatory evidence presented. These guys all said they had watched the 40,000 hours, 40,000 hours of information. And then later when they were asked, did they actually eva evaluate it? They said, oh, no, we didn't evaluate it. So which one was it? So they didn't actually look at the exculpatory evidence, which is a violation of due process. You, And, and then there was nobody like the the Senate minorities, you know, chamber had someone elected to be on the team. And Nancy Pelosi shot it down and then brought 
uh, brought her hand-picked group of people mm -hmm. who would agree with the lies and then they would cry on cue and say how horrible it was this violent insurrection and 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 granted there was some show violence on one side of the building and then there was like yep. zero violence on two other sides of the building so they showed only one part and did and hid all the others and that's of course pure evil because like you said and i just showed a, a short video clip before this chris that that young man matthew perna you know he was in jail and then he was supposed to get out and then he didn't get out and they just kept him in solitary confinement they kept telling him that he was going to have you know further charges uh, and he they demoralized him to the point where he killed himself yeah. and that yeah. is just pure pure evil that and is and who knows yeah. what sort of things um, they, I mean, they, they did to, to get them to that. And I, I want to address the violent side of the building because that was where some of those that were arrested, they were doing CPR. They were pushing in. And um, if you watch some of the recently released video, the, the um, Capitol Police and Metropolitan Police fired lethal weapons. And I, I've worked on patients who've been shot by beanbags and whatever the, the rubber bullets are. But they said, um, we're going to start firing down at the crowd. Uh, and they were not violent before that. But they lined up on the balcony area. And you can see that um, we'll post the uh, the link so that people can go right on and look for those videos themselves but uh that yeah this is this is the one they were firing at them and you know, when you're under fire I it's like what about chemical munition i need to let the lethal team position above me to start deploying launch, launch. just launching uh, haphazardly into that crowd just haphazardly and they you look at them they're not fighting they're not burning they're not doing i mean this guy Got a he hole. Face penetrated, and yeah. they—you uh, can kill people with those. They—they they call them, you know, less than lethal weapons, bullets, unless yeah. you hit them in the face, which is what you know they—and they—they are um, being launched from strong with scopes on. Yeah. So they're aiming. Um, and there's body cam footage now um, that's released in this particular video where the police guy is actually running up behind the police line and launching these. Uh, you know these grenades into the the um, flashbang grenades into the crowd, and everybody there said that the, we weren't we weren't angry. We were just standing there pro yeah. protesting um, peacefully. And then once they started launching those grenades, there was one right there. It it freaked people out because they're extremely yeah. loud. I mean, louder than a gunshot. And there and it was giving people concussions. There's that guy right here. We need to find out who this dude is. Who these two guys are. They're yep. just shooting randomly into the crowds and the people aren't even attacking. They're not even uh -uh. They're, they're not doing uh -uh. anything. They're just standing there and it pissed, you know, it got everybody really mad and that created the problem. And then they're, yeah. and then they turn around and blame, you know, so this was an entrapment. And they were in, in a, a quarter and they couldn't breathe. They literally, there's, um, there's the, the asphyxiants that are in those, um, those that that arsenal of of weaponry. So uh, they were trying, they were pushing, trying to go, and it, then there's the crowd smash that was happening. But if you have any sort of asthma and you're in a situation like that, you're going to go into bronchospasms and asthma, severe asthma attacks. 
Yeah, here's this one's really disturbing. This guy is pulling grenades. He's walking up behind the police line and throwing them into the crowd. I mean, just and, getting hit by one of those, that's and, like a, a oh, metal. It, it can kill you. There was a yeah. couple of people that they had to give CPR to. They literally stopped their heart. Yeah. So this was an immeasurable police brutality that was not shown. And and it's interesting that we we know that four police officers took their own lives. They committed suicide after this. I'm wondering if it's one of the ones who was doing this or if it was one of the ones who saw it happen and said, hey, we weren't following protocol or say, hey, we were told that they were violent insurrectionists and they weren't. I mean, who knows why four police officers took their lives. It could be a whistleblower yeah, saying this was wrong. And they're like, you are not going to say this was wrong or, you know. That's right. I mean, they, they very well may not. It might have been a, um, a Clinton type of suicide. Yeah. They were Clinton. Arkansas. Yes. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, my heart, my heart just was so um, disturbed when I watched some of this. And I know about it. I can't imagine those that have been when you trust the federal government. And like like Tucker said, we grew up where um, I was certainly in a family where it never occurred to me that there was corruption at the very highest level. I mean, when we, we saw the, the Watergate, you know, it's like, what in the world is this about? You know, it was um, so disturbing. And then you just see that, uh, that when you realize the level of quid pro quo, the level of corruption in our government, um, and the consistent lies, knowing that innocent people would be going to jail uh, so that not so that Trump would not become president. Let's remember why this all occurred. It wasn't be, it had nothing to they were there at the Capitol for a reason. And I mean, I remember I was thinking of flying out to Washington, too, because it felt so disenfranchising to, to go. All we want is the election to be. Um, it, to be audited. We want this to be checked out by a third party. Um, but uh, thankfully, I, I went to Sacramento instead. Yep. Well, and yeah. you remember, you remember when we, I was there too in Sacramento that day, listening and then hearing the reports about what was going on. I go, what the heck? And I remember there was a guy in crowd, I mentioned this before on air, that walked up to me. He was dressed like a proud boy. And he said, hey, listen, that guy over there that's trying to cause trouble right now, he is not a Trump supporter. He is a paid provocateur. He is here to get video footage for the media. And that, and so when I heard about what was going on and started researching, I, I had actually had an experience where I saw the 60-year-old guy overweight, being really obnoxious, looked look just like, like a Ray Epps. And he was trying to choosing off a cop for no reason. We're like, what are you doing, dude? And like everybody in the, everybody around me was like, that guy does not be a Trump supporter. And you know, one of the things I tell people is that J six was basically a Jesse Smollett event on steroids. Yeah. And, yeah. and they, you know, a made up event, an entrapment event for theater to, you know, to entrap people. So, yeah. Yes. So what do you yeah. got here on the screen here? Somebody up. Okay. Oh, that's me. Not me. Oh, not me. <laughs> it wasn't you or it was you? Okay. I, you know, I have a clip about, uh, actually Nancy Pelosi even, you know, they caught her in some of this footage. Oh, oh parading yeah. around with her little production company of her, her daughter. 
I'm going to show it. I mean, I have some too. You want me to show your mine or you want to show yours? Uh, I'll show mine because it, Go for uh, it. Um, basically it's, it's her daughter filming this and, uh, I don't know. I'm not going to play the, the whole thing, but what she covers in this, it's, I'll, I'll play a second just so you can kind of so see. How am I going to get in? I need to know. So this is the, the situation. It's in her office. And basically some of the things they found was, um, at two minutes and 43 seconds, she says the shaman did nothing. What the shaman, what did the shaman do? He's just stood there. And so that was so so it wasn't a big insurrectionist. Even she was admitting it there. And then uh, at 424, she said after the Democrats lose the House, then they get rid of the committee. People may lose, uh, uh, I think, interest. Uh, no one is going to care after the Democrats are out of power. And you could take Biden out of office, and then who cares? So she thinks that all this horrible stuff that uh, Liz Cheney and her cronies. I did with this uh, investigation and and what they've done to the prisoners. Uh, people are just going to forget about it. Uh, well, they're not. No. And then she shortly after that says, you know, DC's got a lot of people who work for the government. I don't think they're sympathetic. If you got to move, uh, you'd get totally off. You know. So she's saying if they change the the jurisdiction from DC, um, you'd probably get off. But since they keep it in D.C., you're going to yeah. get convicted. That's yeah. what she's saying. You get a fair trial somewhere else. Yeah. A a, a a people with your peers. Yep. Then at 648, she says, uh, if there was an insurrection, uh, you were supposed to have a plan. This was the sorriest insurrection in history. So even she knows that this was not really an insurrection. It would be a sorry one. And we've seen memes, right? You know, the worst insurrection or the lamest one ever. You know, they forgot their guns or something like that. So, you know, even she's saying that stuff. So anyway, just it's there. The video footage is there. I don't really want to spend the time with it because it's a longer clip. But uh, she's basically admitting things that uh, it's going to get her in trouble for that. You know, she knows it wasn't an insurrection. Well, and, and what it was is it was a carefully coordinated um, in some places, it was very character carefully coordinated. In other places, the the left hand didn't know what the right hand was doing, and purposely didn't know, so that you could then be not held accountable for. Well, yeah, I just I put up Cheney into that position, and she said all the things I didn't have to say because I couldn't say that because I said this on tape. So, like, it, it, it what's happening is that they they're doing this kind of misdirection and basically. Mm -hmm basically just staying above the line of actually being doing something clearly um you know that it's clear that they're doing evil it's kind of they're coordinating evil from behind and i and i i look at it like uh, and we talked about this once before you know in uh chapter uh, i think it's first kings chapter 21 um jezebel is uh, look goes into Ahab's chamber, King Ahab, and Jezebel is obviously a wicked queen. Ahab is a wicked king, and he's sulking and he's not. He looks all sad, and she's, "What are you all sad for? You're the king." He's all, oh, "Cause there's this vineyard that's near my near the capital, and I want it, and he won't give it to me. He won't sell it to me. Naoboth won't sell it to me." She goes, "You're the king. I'll go get it for you." And so she goes and she has a letter written up in the king's name saying that Naoboth should be honored, and then she got rabble rousers to come out. And say he had blasphemed God's name and they should stone him. And she actually literally orchestrated a January yeah. 6 event so that then he would be stoned to death. And the, the king um, got the vineyard. 
Yep, the vineyard taken by the king after that. So yeah. this is not a, a brand new tactic. Yeah. Um, we know that this is what they do in color revolutions. They did that in Ukraine in 2014, 2015. Um, and they're they're doing it and, and it's like, but the problem is you don't you're not sure like who's the actual mastermind of this. All of these people are working in this coordinated evil, but somebody is behind it masterminding mm-hmm. it, or they're not. They're not masterminding. The person that's masterminding is Satan, and they're just all playing their own part in doing evil, and that all evil thing moves moves the whole ball forward. And, and that's what yeah. I think we've, we're seeing happen with January 6th and a lot of other places. That's one of the why, reasons why Dinesh D'Souza and um, uh, what's his name, the former um, Secret Service guy, Dan Bongino, they did a movie they just put out called Deep State. Uh, no, not Deep State, called um, Police State. Police State. And, we're actually going to show that film in, at Convergence on December 9th. I think it's Saturday, mm-hmm. December 9th. Yeah. Please state. So people want to come see that movie. And it it shows that they are utilizing, they have weaponized the 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 um, the facets of government against the American people. And they figured out how to kind of like push their agenda and their narrative forward where no one can actually get in trouble for what they did, the little piece of the pie that they did evil. Uh, yeah, that's that's interesting. I wanted to bring up just something because, you know, Trump has a J6 indictment that he has to answer. And um, in that trial, he has subpoena power. And when he has subpoena power, that means he can call forth hours and hours and hours of the deposition of the J6 committee and the documents and uh, also obviously use all of these um these videotapes that just came out. But one of the things I was listening to Jesse Waters tonight, and he said the J6 committee, uh, basically they've been caught cold handed, you know, just with the, the evidence in their hand because they have orchestrated a massive cover up. But I don't know if you know, but half the evidence of the J6 trial or committee, I wouldn't even call it a trial because they weren't allowed to have a defense to defend yeah. themselves. It was just a committee of accusations. Half the evidence has gone missing. 1.5 terabytes of data. And it's an enormous amount of data. It's depositions, emails, text, their maps, their reports from the Capitol Police, the FBI, their uh, witness statements. They're uh, all sorts of stuff. Half of what they were talking about um, have gone missing. And, uh, you know, it's just ludicrous. It's it's the bleach bit of Hillary Clinton all over again. Yeah, Nothing's sure. really ever deleted in the digital world. So hopefully we'll see what happens. They're they're going down there. Yeah. I mean, that looks as guilty as sin. Yeah. And would, would it be interesting to see, you know, we've heard this over and over uh, from uh, Halper Hayes and other people saying that the Space Force has it all. Uh, they already they knew that this type of thing was going to be done. They were going to be able they they captured all the information. So, but you have to let it play out. Basically, you have to see who's really on the dark side before you can reveal show your full hand. And I think that's happening with McCarthy. Here he is, a guy who's in mm-hmm. in a position for nine months, and he didn't he didn't move any yeah. of the ball forward on showing the tapes. He didn't move any of the ball forward on on uh, impeaching you know all the all the content for impeaching um, Biden. I, I think it shows. And then, of course, he was really unethical when it came down to voting in Mike Johnson. So mm-hmm. I think that uh, it, you have to kind of give them a chance to commit the crime in front of everybody before you reveal that you had it all from the very beginning. 
And I, I just actually got done re- listening to something, uh, a woman on Telegram who's ex-military, she was talking about how the um, the military code of justice that, that um, uh, was it, uh, Derek Johnson has been talking about, she says there's something even more important. It's called the military code of uh, court martials. And there's actually uh, a document that only president is allowed to edit. And if, since the 1980s, every president has edited this document um, and Obama edited it like seven times with executive order. And it was basically to change the law of court martials. So that way, um, if there was a court martial to happen, they actually prepared the documentation so that they couldn't be arrested and court martialed. Um, very interesting uh, thing she's mm-hmm. saying. But basically, President Trump, while he was in office, turned it back uh, and took out, took out all the laws that were changed. And so now they had to let a, a, a pause play out for all those people who had committed the crime under one set of laws to continue to commit the crime again that they had mm-hmm. already and, and while the law had been changed because you can't go back and try right. the laws that were say they were in, had immunity under the old system right and so that's one of the wow. reasons why we're seeing things take so long is because we actually need to let them continue to try to cover their tracks so by covering their tracks they're actually committing the crime again and then therefore they'll be able to show um, that you know, they'll be able to actually try them by military tribunals. And I think she was saying that no, at no time in, in American history had there been more than a thousand sealed indictments. And there are now five, right. five, half a million sealed indictments. Wow. So. Uh, yeah, it's still that's still growing. Up, huh? That's wow. up from uh, the Durham, uh, the Durham numbers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause it was 200,000, wow. 300,000. Now it's up to 500,000. Wow. wow. Well, and in each wow. indictment, she was saying, can, each indictment can Im, Im, implicate 93 people. So literally it could be up mm-hmm. to like 12, 15 million people that are indicted, Im, Im, implied in these indictments. So yeah. well, sometimes it feels like that's the full number out there, <laughs> but you know, and a very we'll small see. number compared to 330 million people that live in America, that there's like yeah. this, this little nugget of um, the cabal is a very small group that's controlling all of the parts of government and media to, create this narrative and uh and we're you know all people like you and i you know wake the bear and these small shows and big shows there's the alternative media are waking people up to it and so um yeah. oh boy thanksgiving could be really fun this year <laughs> yeah a lot to be thankful for though just this stuff coming out but yeah, yeah. it will be uh yeah. very hey i noticed that you brought something up earlier but we didn't play it it was the woos news um you know, we, we did play some of that last week. Um, but, you know, just thinking about since last week, just with all this new evidence out, they made it off of what was made available, you know, and it was done in a wipeout sort of. I don't know if you've ever seen the the show, the series Wipeout. Uh, it's very enjoyable. So these people trying to do this obstacle course. And there's a lot of sound effects and they get punched in the face and, you know, and they fall off cliffs and it's all padded and stuff. But um you know, it's done in that in that fashion, and it was really enjoyable series. But anyway, the way this person with his creativity did the January sixth, um, you know, I thought it was really it, it got the point across. But it was kind of a lighthearted. Had they had this footage, I don't know if they could actually pull it off. This footage was just so dark. I mean, pulling grenades, you know, yeah. flashbang grenades, and and holes in people's, you know, I mean, I the stuff that was going on. Um, it's just like so these guys made something with just what was available at the time 
And since then, since last week, I mean, all this, you know, you footage. have it. Do you have that? So, you yeah, have that footage? Go on. No, just all the footage that's come out since yeah. they made and we that. We did that a little bit of that last week, didn't we? It was kind of like the Three Stooges. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you know the woo 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 woo. <laughs> was that yeah. where the fa the faces were moving and making weird, you know, and talking and? Uh, no. It was just. I, I think you had it called up. It was. Uh, it's like. I don't know, 980. Kind of a Babylon B uh, in that say a total um it, it's tongue in cheek. It's tongue in cheek, but it's showing how poorly it was done as far as as a fake narrative. Like, oh, there's the cameraman. Oh, you know, or oh, they pushed too hard. Let, they pick up the uh, officer and then they reset and then they got the camera set and then they, they they're pushing they the, the gate back and forth, you know. And it's just like and so he's commentary making a funny satire on it, just like, oop, it, that's you know, that's too hard. Let's you know, there's a scene that we showed last week where uh, MAGA supporters were pushing on this this fence, and the fence fell over and knocked one of these uh, these uh, guards over, and the guard kind of hurt her leg, and so they instantly went around and they picked her up, like, are you okay? You know, and then all of a sudden they reset, you know, and and so. Oh, you know, yeah. it's probably actors on both sides for the that. actors on both sides. Yeah. Those yeah. are the paid yeah. provocateur actors for the video cameras. You know, one of the things that's often forgotten about is the fact that they actually, uh, the actors stormed the Capitol 45 minutes before any of the other people got there. They were already, and then there's a, so there's actually video footage of like a plastic bin behind a tree with Trump materials in it. And they literally are getting them on and putting brand new Trump stuff on. Um, one of the videos I saw, I think I saw within the first week, maybe you guys did too. There was like three buses that pulled up and white buses. People got off the bus, went over behind this set of same set of trees, put on Trump gear. And then the, the police literally escorted them to the front. And this was 45 minutes before Trump was even done speaking. Like this was happening. And then Ray Epps, Ray Epps never even went to the message. He wasn't even there for the, um, Ray Epps wasn't even there for the speech. He never yeah, heard from he get, Yeah. He was yeah. on the ground with those people play acting the fences and how could do this now and orchestrating the attack and moving all the barriers. So when the Trump supporters all came in, the barriers were all gone. So they're saying, Oh, you went past those barriers. Well, they, they didn't even know they were there. Yeah. They, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. you mentioned the buses that, that, that reminds me of something that happened this week as well. Uh, Show it. with, uh, yeah, with, uh, Clay Higgins. Higgins. Clay Higgins. So let yeah. me play that. Uncle, I thought Uncle he was Clay. holding the Ray, um, uh, Christopher Ray, you know, his feet to the fire here. Capital, can you confirm that the FBI had that sort of engagement with your own agents embedded within to the crowd on January 6th? If you are asking whether the violence at the Capitol on January 6th was part of some operation orchestrated by FBI sources and or agents, the answer is emphatically You're saying not. no. No, you're saying no. not okay. violence orchestrated Let's by FBI on. sources or agents. Are you familiar with with you know what a ghost vehicle is? Director, director of the FBI certainly should. You know what a ghost bus is? A ghost bus? Ghost bus. I'm not sure I've used that term before. Okay. Well, it's pretty common in, in law enforcement. It's a vehicle that's that's used for secret purposes. Painted over. These two buses in the middle here, they were the first to arrive at Union Station on January 6th. 
0500. I have all this evidence. I'm showing you a tip of this iceberg. Mr. Chairman. These two buses Mr. are Chairman. painted completely white. Point of order. Point of order. Sure. Just run over the time. I understand, but you'll recall that Funny Mr. Jackson Lee's that. been allowed to go two minutes before. I've been very fair in letting people finish their questioning throughout my tenure as chairman, and I'll continue to be fair on that regard. But I will make a note to the members, if you could stay as close within your time as possible, we have a lot of people that want to ask these gentlemen questions. So with that, the gentleman yields. But uh, your your point, I've been very fair in this, Mr. Ivey, uh, with I'm everybody on this side this of the aisle. Just as I don't think I accuse you of being unfair. He, he takes all this time you're, you're and he, he okay. tries to get Thank Higgins you. to stop. Uh, I now recognize. Guilty. Now recognize, Mr. May Gray. I close this, this statement? Uh, Mr. No, no I, I think I think your time is expired. Mr. I note that that other members across the aisle have been been granted time, and I object well, to my to my question being well, being closed. This is a very significant hearing, Mr. Chairman, and these buses are nefarious in nature and were filled with FBI informants dressed as Trump supporters. You, and deployed you, onto our capital on January 6th. You made, your you day is your, coming, you Mr. Ray. Mr. Uh, yep. Your day is coming. Your day is coming, coming Mr. Ray. Sooner yeah. or later. Probably sooner. Well, the, and this is the thing, too, and this is what we have, we've noticed over and over again, is that these three-letter agencies have used proxy um, event, proxy people. Like, well, it wasn't, it wasn't the FBI agent, but it was a source that was gathered by the FBI agent, brought in, and allowed to move forward. But it wasn't the FBI agent that actually did the violence. And that's how they're, they're parsing this whole thing out. Wordsmithing it, for sure. Yeah. yeah if, you're, if you're saying if you're saying that the FBI was the FBI part of a blah 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 blah, he's like very carefully saying it so that when it comes out that yes they knew about it, they knew it was happening, allowed it to happen, you know, and to usher it forward, but they didn't actually do it themselves. They can hold themselves, you know, they can say, well, we we didn't do it ourselves, which is exactly what they do with foreign wars. The CIA does well, you know, we, we, yeah, we funded Hamas and we gave them all the guns, but we didn't actually shoot anybody. We actually just gave them the weapons and the, you know, we gave them the money to do it and recruited them, but we didn't do it. It wasn't us doing it. That's how yeah. proxy proxy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I just want to wind up the, um, the J six Lara Logan, whom I, I respect so much. She's quite a, a journalist. She said, Every DOJ official, every government lawyer, every complicit FBI agent, every judge should go to prison for what they knowingly did. Mm -hmm. The coup leaders should be tried for treason and sedition, and every J6 prisoner should be freed now. And, you know, I think... I agree with her. I, I think it's time that to get them out, get them out before Thanksgiving and give them an opportunity um, to to actually have a trial because most of them have not even been um, they they haven't been given charged. Any, any charges yet. Well, and you know what? Two and a half years. Yeah. And I, Chris, I agree with you, Jake, Jake, you know, when you had, we had Jake on here. Right. Um, and he, and he said, well, I, I purposely didn't uh, have the speedy trial because they were withholding the evidence mm -hmm. and I, and I wouldn't be able to use the evidence from the video evidence to actually in the trial, if I got a speedy trial. So they, they basically rigged it. So he had to choose to stay in jail rather than have a speedy trial because they were withholding the exculpatory evidence yeah. that would have helped free him. 
That's right. And now right. they and they misplaced a bunch of it, as you just said, Chris. Oh, oh we, we lost a bunch yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, right yeah. now, currently, there are two hundred over two hundred incarcerated J Sixers, over two hundred, and it's the families at, and their homes that are really struggling. Um, Jake Lang, he set up a website. If you go to the J6 prisoner website um, to try and help those families, many of the families have become bankrupt. He said entirely from the extortion racket played on the the prisoners, and he's raising money at sponsorj6.com. It's called sponsor, common spelling j6.com and and they're just getting contributions to their commissary funds uh, for those that are in in prison so they can buy some chewing gum or some some shaving supplies or something maybe they don't let them shave i don't know <laughs> it's that dangerous but i just am reminded of hebrews 13 too that says be mindful of prisoners as if sharing their imprisonment and mindful of the ill-treated for you are all one body in Christ. And as Thanksgiving's coming, I mean, my heart is really broken for the injustice of so many people in these situations. Yeah, absolutely. You know, what they, they need to do really is they these, these politicians that were complicit and guilty of it, um, they need to be stripped, you know, they need to be in jail themselves. But you know what also? Their pensions and their income should be taken away and given to these poor people. Really, these people should have their houses paid off for what has happened. And so, um, is this Jake's uh, site right here? Yeah, mm -hmm. sponsorj6.com. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're we're those of us who have not had to endure yeah. such a, a horrible treatment. Um, definitely should stand up for those who have had to endure such treatment. And I think of even like um, people that have served in the military, how thankful we are for them. And we absolutely should be. Um, imagine people there that were simply like you know, Mac, Matt Perna, who was simply watch, reading, watching his phone, walking through, was ushered in, you know, and then was his case was, you know, put off, put off, put off. He's in solitary confinement. He's not mentally ability to stay stable enough to handle that. Like, you know, Jake Lang is on fire. This young man was not at the same temperament. And he ended up taking his own life. And his his aunt is you know, saying, "This is horrible." He was he should have got out. He shouldn't have had to be. And basically, what what we're seeing is the process is the punishment. Yeah, the process. They're using the process to punish people, whereas you know, and they've figured out how to get around a speedy trial by withholding evidence. And so we we really need to be praying for these people that that Lord the Lord would give some angelic you know angels around them to protect their minds and their hearts because the, they've been in there for two years. And, you know, granted, one of them might have, like, thrown an elbow after they got you know, a, a, a grenade thrown at them, you know, but to be in solitary confinement for two years for that, it, it's yeah, it, it's all theater. It's, it's, it's pure evil. Yeah. And why don't you close us in prayer as we close, unless there's something else uh, anyone else wants to say. Otherwise, maybe we should... Well, I, 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 I'll close this in prayer, but I did want to say, you know, there's a, uh, if you look at, there's a bunch of um, stories that we didn't cover and I'll just share you where you can find them. Um, on, oh, we can cover it. I mean, we, you know, we'll cover it. Why don't we just do that prayer okay. while you, you're on and then we'll, okay. uh, we'll, we'll cover those things after. Okay, so Father, we, did, we lift up the J6 prisoners right now in the name of Jesus. We ask God that yeah. you would send them angels 
uh, messengers. Angelos means messenger, messengers of truth, messengers of courage, uh, messengers of your, your Holy Spirit would come upon them and give them courage, yeah. Lord, that they would hold fast to the truth and not give in to discouragement. And Lord, we can't even imagine what they may be going through right now. And we ask for uh, the spirit of the Lord to invigorate them, to protect them, to guard them, or guard them from guards, guard them from harsh treatment, mm -hmm. guard them, Lord, and uh, let your truth reign. Bring bring other men and women who into those jails who are serving, who who will will treat those men and women kindly. And who will and who can see the truth and discern what's really going on here? Mm -hmm. We just ask for that right now, and we just pray for protection. And Lord, we are thankful um, that that we, you know that we're thankful the fact that we are not incarcerated, but we ask for your grace to be on those who are. Yes. Mm -hmm. And we just ask that in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Wow. Amen. Yeah. Okay. Well, here's here's a couple of uh, media points that I love. The vigilant fox. Um, he covers a bunch of stuff that he, uh, is not covered that week. You know, the top 10 media blackouts that week. <coughs> Excuse me. So look here. If you go to the Vigilant Fox on X, media blackout, 10 stories they chose not to tell you all this week. And this is the legacy media, the top 10, you know, the top six um, mega, mega corporations that control the media didn't show you this stuff. Number 10, pilots warn of an airline industry disaster uh, due to COVID-19 vaccine. So a lot of it has to do with the, the pilots are, um, the pilots are getting sick. Some of them, uh, are, are concerned that they could, um, have something die suddenly, them. yeah, die suddenly in the middle of the air while they're trying to navigate a plane. So that's in all of it. Just to, just to let people know, if you go down below, he puts all the receipts to all the articles he's, he's talking about down below. So they're literally, he'll say number three, you know, number four, and you can find the article and the truth behind this, these, um, these claims that he's making here on these top 10. So, um, did I just pass it? No, there, here, here it is. Here's his website vigilant. And you know, um, it was uh, general Flynn two weeks ago that said, if you are not following the uh, vigilant Fox, you should be following him because he is. Yeah. I, I definitely signed up after you shared that a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Let's find that top 10. I'm curious. Oh, there we go. Okay, so here you go. Top 10. So number two, number nine, Senator Ron Johnson presents the most censored chart in congressional history. And I believe it's the chart of all of the vaccine injuries. Is that correct? It could be. I did see Peter McAuliffe just talking about that um, in front of a lot of people. And there, it's it's looking like 99% of the hospitalizations and deaths in 2021 to 2022 were vaccinated. Yeah. So it was like a 99%. Uh, and obviously the majority of people were vaccinated, but still 99% uh, were vaccinated that had mm -hmm. come to death. So yeah, the all death mortality, according to the major insurance companies who are follow, who are doing things for the money, they said that it, the, the, in 2021, it was the, the, the all, all harm mortality rate was through the roof. So then they're not going to lie about that. So number eight, uh, Yale study reveals the most common chronic symptoms after COVID-19 vaccination. A Yale study is now saying what you what you can get, what you get, people are getting from the from the injections. Uh, bad news strikes the double vaccinated with an alarming health risk revelation. So the people that got double vaccinated are even at a higher risk yeah. than those who got a single vax. 
Um, video footage shows alleged cash for votes scheme in broad daylight. So somebody was giving money for um, for votes. Mm-hmm. It's illegal, obviously. Um, so and oh, it's the most secure election we've ever had. Are you kidding? <laughs> the most secure, said Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. Uh, yes. Yes. Here's another one. Uh, a toddler dies two days after receiving the vaccine, the routine vaccinations. Mm-hmm. So this is, you know, we're, you know, is that the lot- ones that you get like the 72 required vaccinations at birth now? Yeah. Okay. The ones that they keep adding to the registrar of vaccinations you have to have. And then of course, Americans are getting sicker and sicker and sicker, not better and better and better. And yep. all that, all that happened under Dr. Fauci's watch. You know what's going to happen is is 10, 20 years from now, they're going to give you an IV bag and say, oh, you got to put this into your kid, you know, a newborn. So it's, they won't even be able to contain it all. True. Yep. Uh, okay, let me go to the next one. Keep chiming in if you got something. So the soccer players are still collapsing and dying three years after COVID-19 vaccine rollout. Mm-hmm. So, the, you know, yeah. this died, died suddenly. suddenly. Died suddenly, <laughs> yeah. Everybody should see a that website. Movie. And they, they show it all the time, updated every week. Yep. And, you know, and why is it athletes? Well, because they're being filmed on the field, you know. You know whoever, well, I think you they're know. pushing themselves to the limit, too. Uh, if you have a bunch of clogged arteries with this fibrous uh, material that's growing in you, you're going to push your heart so hard. And you mm-hmm. can't, I mean, even the, the embalmers were saying that they were having a hard time pushing the formaldehyde through the veins, uh, through the body. And that's when they, they found that. So you can only imagine someone that's just pushing it to the limit. Yeah. The fibrous substance in people's bodies. Yeah. Um, attorney accuses the CIA and the Department of Defense of being deeply involved with the COVID-19 rollout. Which yeah, we've heard that surprise. We heard that before. Um, Lapanova talked about that. Uh, never before seen footage uh, upends the six January sixth committee uh, resurrection insurrection narrative. Yeah, we got that one. We cover that. And then number one, the OBGYN drops alarming miscarriage data before Congress. She says, "I've never seen this before." Wow. So it's only going to grow. Sadly to say. Yeah, that is so. sad. Very sad. I mean, I remember the birth of our children, how special that was and how, I mean, our daughter was born a couple of days before Christmas and, and certain Christmas songs bring it, you know, we used to ride in the car and look at the lights, uh, you know, she was born five days before Christmas and just how special that time is. And, and to have things like this, where a child is taken away before they're even born because of this vax, you know, it's just uh heart wrenching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Well, anyway, yeah, it was a good week, though. We had a lot of wins, though. Argentina, the release of these tapes, there's a lot to be, um, you know, a lot to be thankful for. And what about this week? Uh, We have Thanksgiving coming up, you know, Thanksgiving. uh, You know, to be thankful, you have to show thanks to somebody. And that's the great God Almighty. Uh, you know, He's He's uh, provided many good things, many blessings. Look for those blessings and thank God for them. He's the one that gives them. Amen. Amen. Thanks right. for joining us. Come join us next week. Like, subscribe, and all our channels, and uh, come check us out next.